I'm Dora, and for today's episode, we watched the movie 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen over 500 times. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, I haven't, but Emily definitely. Yes. Has. It's one of my favorites, so I've made a point to watch it um, a lot. <laughs> but. And if you have not seen the film, it's it's a romantic comedy um, with Joseph Gordon Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Uh, yes, it I guess is. it was an indie release when it came out. Um, yeah, it was Sundance, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's kind of got like that that vibe going. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I I guess I I struggle a little bit encapsulating the film because it's it's a fairly traditional like boy meets girl romantic comedy with like the twist kind of being um, well, like basically he you know boy meets girl and he thinks that she's awesome they kind of have a fling and the movie jumps back and forth between different points of their relationship and after they've broken up already so it's just yeah it jumps around they broke up you know it's kind of plays with you as to whether or not they're gonna be together kind of stuff um well like we were talking about earlier it's pretty obvious they're not gonna end up together like just watch the movie before you listen to the podcast otherwise you're gonna get the whole spiel but um yes that's basically what the movie is <laughs> and um i purposely wanted to talk about this movie because i feel like it gets misunderstood a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you're the one that pitched it and i feel like you have yeah well first of all i think it's important we talk about romance film um we talked a little bit about doing the big sick but that kind of mm-hmm. fell through because we just didn't have i don't know enough gusto with it like it's a really great movie you should see it but um i felt like this movie particularly points out a lot of the things that um romantic film especially tends to like feed us about romance and relationships and just like romanticism in general Mm -hmm. i think is a little screwy and i think that this film kind of like points that out a bit which i appreciate which is why i chose it um but before i delve into my stuff i want to know what dora has to think about this movie (laughs) Oh, I um, I really liked it. I like. I guess I mentioned this uh, on our call earlier, but like, I had. I'm still unsure as to whether or not I've actually had seen this movie in its entirety mm-hmm. before I watched it. I guess well, probably would have been a long time ago if you did. So, yeah, I definitely like. I, it's. Oh, I came out. Yeah, it came out in 2009. So it's it's been around. And um, I don't know. I <laughs> when you were like, we should watch 500 Days of the Summer. I just. There was that little inkling in the back of my head that was like, oh, it's just a romantic comedy, isn't it? Like, and I kind of remembered that there was like a mm. little bit of an edge to it. Anyway, I and I watched the whole thing and I came, I came away from it actually liking it like a lot more than I th- think I had in the past. Um, and I don't know if that was just because I hadn't anyway. But um, yeah, I kind of what you mentioned. I really enjoyed that it is kind of a movie that makes fun mm-hmm. of the genre. I'm a, such a sucker for that shit, man. <laughs> that meta-ass yeah. motherfucking shit. Go ahead. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it it has, like, a pretty large element of um, parody, I guess, is maybe the better one. Not satire, parody. It, it Well, maybe satire, I don't know. Whichever. <laughs> it has one some of those kind two. of comedy it, element, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has some sort of, like... Yeah, it... Like, it fulfills... A lot of the tropes of um, romantic comedies, and I can imagine that if you maybe were introduced to this movie or came in like not really knowing that there was kind of a different layer to it, that you would maybe kind of be like, "Oh, it's just a romantic right. comedy film where like 
the, they don't end up together. And I feel like there's just a lot yeah, more well, to it Yeah, well, the narrator that, straight up in the beginning more... is like, this is not a love story. And he, like, and he, Yeah. Right, and they, they set up all the expectations yeah. in a romantic comedy movie that they would end up together kind of thing, but they don't, and they tell you that from the very beginning, which I think is an interesting technique. Mm-hmm. Um, but continue what you were saying. You were on yeah, a roll about it. I, oh, I was going to say, I think... <laughs> no, I think... um. Well, that that just made me think I, that when you're in, like, when the movie, when you first start watching and it's immediately presented to you that this isn't going to end with the two main characters as a couple at the end of the film, um, I think it does a really good job of kind of shifting the expectations from being, oh, I'm going to, mm-hmm. like, root for this couple and I want them to end up together, as you usually do in romantic comedy films where it's, like, I mean, to be honest, that's part of why people watch the genre is because there is that expectation that, like, it's going to have a happy ending or, right. you know, quote unquote happy ending. Yeah. Um, that there will that there will be that relationship fulfillment. And I think when this movie opens up and the narrator is like, you know, this, is, yeah, this is not a love story. This is blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, OK, that's not exactly what this like you understand that that's not the main point of this movie and for me anyway I felt like that allowed me to kind of take a step back and go oh I'm gonna pay attention to other parts of the movie that's like less focused on the development of their relationship and so then I ended up spending more of the movie being really like slightly horrified and also kind of fascinated by by Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character who I like I personally think that this film I I think he's supposed to be a villain in a sense yeah, and I don't think people yeah. really no, get that. Most he's of the not time. a sympathetic character at no. all. Like, um, and yeah, and I guess maybe especially as like women watching this film, that's probably um, part of it too. Like, I think most people watch this film and I hear yeah. them go like, "Oh, I was like, they really relate to his character, which is why it's hard to like villainize him." Because I remember the first time I've watched it, and I kind of related to him, and that's why I liked it. And then as I got older, I was like, yeah. "Oh, I see." Because like the movie does point out what a <laughs> shitty person he is. It's just that it's kind of subtle, and so we see it in ourselves, and then we don't think that it's an issue. If that makes sense. But I like like you. Yeah. Heard, okay. Oh no, I was gonna say. I mean, he's he's a shitty person, but he's like also a super familiar right. person, and that like I think um, like you know I think like. There's a lot of Tom in most people. Yes, exactly. And I think that's why yeah. we don't think of him that way, even though he's kind of supposed to be. Like, I think you mentioned yeah. um, the way how they open it and, like, let you know that they're not going to end up together. I think it forces you to not, like you said, not root for the relationship, but also, like, you're like, okay, well, then why didn't it work out? And so then it focuses yeah, your exactly. attention as to, like, why like, why these things work the way they do and starts to, like, force you to be self-reflective about yourself. Which I think... Yeah, and kind of how we go about in relationships. Yeah, and I think and the movie kind of fails in that because I do think most people watch this movie and don't do that. <laughs> but that being said, I really appreciate what the movie's trying to do. And I think if you can read it from a right way, it definitely mm-hmm. is helpful. Um but yeah. yeah, I mean, I was definitely poking around online as I do after we watch this stuff to kind of see what people are saying about the film. And I definitely saw that people were talking about it like that. Oh, when it came out, it kind of maybe went over people's mm-hmm. heads in a way. And that like the, the point was missed like, a lot, I think. Yeah, but then within recent years and kind of as time has gone by, people have kind of come to appreciate it in a different way like yeah. that the, it's been what's the word that i'm looking for like a like retroactively or retrospectively people have kind of come to be like oh maybe you know the point was kind of missed initially right yeah um 
And that's, Which, that cracks me up because I feel like they're so obvious. I know. It's, like, really, like, straightforward <laughs> if you're actually, like, listening to what the characters yeah. are saying and, like, watching. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I don't know. To be back on Tom as, like, a really relatable character. <laughs> Just, like, I remember feeling, like, feeling him so hard in that, like, that moment where he's, like, kind of trying, like, in that beginning stages of liking her and she gets on the gets on the elevator and she's like oh i like the smiths he's like oh my fuck like she likes one thing that he likes and all of a sudden she's like perfect and yeah. it's think like, i think i don't know especially when i first oh, watched God, this i was in high school everybody does and they do that. and especially yeah. when i first watched this i was in high school so to me it was like oh my god we have this one thing in common clearly you are a perfect human being we're destined yes. <laughs> yes we are destined but yeah. um yeah yeah, no, exactly. dude. So it's yeah. funny that everyone kind of like relates to that, and I, I think most people I've had them watch this movie, and they're like, "Oh, that like especially that expectation versus reality thing." Like that seems to resonate mm, with everybody. That's, yeah, it's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, that's like a meme and everything. I don't know if the meme originated from from that movie specifically, right? But, Probably but, part of it. Yeah, but I think that's kind of what the whole like movie's that, yeah. about is that expectation versus reality oh, yeah. thing, exactly. where you're. I don't know, expecting this person to be this way because you're like fixing them up in your head to be this way. And then when you get to reality, it's a lot more complex than that. Maybe not even necessarily, but yeah. it's different. It's not catered to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I. that's like, I mean, that. that's why I came away actually really enjoying this movie because it just, to me, that's such a key thing that I think people really don't often get is that like, I mean, like, What's really fascinating about these two characters, um, and that what I kept thinking of as I was watching the film, is that, like, the, the two actors, they have really great chemistry they together. Do. Like, for all surface qualities, like, they really seem like they're prime, like, romantic cu- couple leads and, you know, rom-com leads or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but if you, yeah, what you said, if you actually, like, listen to what Summer is saying, mm-hmm. or if you actually, like, look at, just, like, look at the interactions as opposed to kind of glossing over um you really kind of go oh wow these people are deeply unsuited for each other simply because the way that they go about like their perspectives on their own lives are just like vastly different from each other right and i think what the movie like um, does like whenever they're in that phase where they're in that start of the relationship and it's all really cute like they do a really good job of making you feel all like fluffy and cute about it and so i think that's why it's like really hard for people to read it as like oh this is a problematic relationship or i shouldn't be rooting for tom because they they see that and they're thinking like like, when you're in an actual relationship, that's how it feels, right? So I think that's what the movie was trying mm-hmm. to do, where it's like, you're going to feel this way, but that doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's the perfect thing Yeah, for there's, you like, whatever. a really great... Yeah, it's very it's very meta, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know. I thought that the movie was really skillful in that way of, like... I'm from, like, a... From, like, a... What's the word that I'm looking for? From, like, a directorial standpoint or whatever. Like, it's the way that the film is constructed, and I think that the nonlinear aspect has a lot to do with that, is it really does a good job of playing with audience expectations on kind of what you bring to when you're like, I'm going to watch a romantic comedy genre film. Um, Yeah. And it really like my favorite sequence of the whole thing is like that when they're, I guess, parading like French cinema, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like montage. A shitload of suffering is what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, And he's like looking at the camera, like saying sad things in French and it's like black and white and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, it's really like, that was my favorite part because because, like, that's the type of media that we're so used to consuming, and we come into it being like, oh, it's gotta be, like, obviously the way to go about me being in a relationship is, like, these big, overt romantic gestures, and that people, I think it's really interesting that when people go into relationships, they really think that, like, I'll do X, Y, and Z, 
I'll like check these boxes and therefore this person is going to see the relationship exactly the same way that I right, do. Like yeah. my favorite line of the film is when they're arguing and he says something along the lines of, well, you know, we're in a relationship together or this is a two-way street and I say we're a yeah, couple. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Like that's... What a dick. <laughs> that's actually like a really horrible thing to say. It really is. But it's, it's interesting because I think that people really like there's just this perception that oh i see things a certain way and they're you know and Mm -hmm. it's like that must be right understand that yeah you don't understand that in relationships like there's two people people have the right to yeah and people have the right to just walk the fuck out of it i mean obviously like you want to have some emotional closure and stuff but like in reality you can't yeah well it's like obligate it's it's important to keep in mind i think that like no one's really is obligated to you like they don't owe you anything at any point it's just like it's just nice that like they're spending time with you at all it's like pretty miraculous that you guys even exist at the same time so like it's even more romantic i think if you're like i'm not trying to like hold on to you but you stay anyway you know what i mean like that clinging is just like yeah but i think there was something interesting i heard once where there was like um it's there's six people in a relationship there's what you think of yourself um, what they think of themselves, how you see them, um, how they see you, and um, oh, there are another two. Now, basically, you get the idea. Isn't that another meme? Like, there's so many <laughs> different like perspectives that like you you can never really know what's going on inside someone's head. It's just kind of like yeah, don't 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 cling, <laughs> don't like you know assume that everything yeah, is going to work out a certain way because you expect exactly. them to be a certain way. I don't know. Yeah, and to like to Summer's credit, she literally never. This wasn't like a she wasn't deceiving him, and like she was very forthright with yeah. this is what oh, I want out of a relationship. This is right. what I don't want in a relationship. This like she basically kept repeating herself, and he just like. And then, I don't know, that's fast. I mean, to me, that's really fascinating, like, especially being a woman watching this film, because well, I'm so used to hearing shit like that from right. guys and stuff, is it's like, you... Yeah, it, it pisses me off a little bit, too, because it's like, no, it happens a lot. It's just like, dude, I said no, like, 50 times. I, I clearly described the boundaries, <laughs> but it's like that girl he goes on a date yeah. with, and she has the perfect line where he's, like, bitching about her or whatever while he's drunk, and she's like, okay, like... She never cheated on you. She never abused you. She told you straight up she didn't want a boyfriend. And he just, like, he very clearly he's, like, what are you, like, talking about? It, like, goes right over his head even as she, like, spells it out for him. Yeah, it was, like, a really good yeah. moment. And no one ever, like, talks about that moment. They just see this movie and yeah. they're, like, well, she was a manic pixie dream girl. And I'm, like, I think you just missed the entire point of what the movie was trying point. to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's interesting that you mentioned that because, like, she – like she does fulfill that trope, but it's in the kind of way that, um, like the way that the movie presents that trope, I feel like is to make you realize, like how shitty of a trope mm-hmm. that is. If that makes sense, it's not like she's not given to the audience as like a um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, uh, like that kind of fulfillment. I right. guess. Like I she's know. like I... cute and like it, she seems quirky enough, but she's straight up to just be like. What? <laughs> you're talking about yeah. the uh, girl he went on a date with, right? No, I was talking. I was talking about um about oh. summer as like as the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, I feel like she does. Like she, I mean, well, she does. She does fulfill the aspects of the right. trope, but at the same time, like that, that's not uh, like that. That 
that's put in there purposefully. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she, is, she's yeah. there because I think that happens in real life, especially with dudes where it's like this person is going, well, actually, I don't know. I'm going to take back my, especially with dudes thing. I think girls do this a lot too, where it's like this person is going to fulfill whatever hole I have in my soul because of their like mm-hmm. quirky, cute shit. I don't know. And they're not really a person at that point. You've reduced them to an idea and like, no, there's nowhere to go yeah, from exactly. there for somebody. So it's like yeah. talk. You know, it's good to like. I like how this movie really, um, really points home the importance of realizing that people are people. They're not ideas. They're really complex. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think um, I think Tom. I don't know if there's there's not like a cute name for it or whatever, but he definitely fills fulfills the category that I of like the sensitive romantic type mm-hmm. for for guys He's or whatever. Doodling. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he's, you know, he's he's artistic and he's like a quote-unquote deep thinker mm, or whatever. Sensitive. And um yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think um I just imagine that there had to have been people who watched this film when it at least when it first came out, if not even up until now that just that looked at that relationship and like those two character types as being so like superficial in that like somebody watching this film and then would be like, "Oh, you know, she led him on or right. you know, like people who would sympathize with him and i don't it just to me yeah i hear that a lot I don't too understand how you could just miss people that. like I, yeah i feel like people hate summer a lot like it's another comment i get a lot and i'm like oh have you seen mm-hmm. Pleasure of summer there was like yeah just i hate summer and i'm always like i i don't fully understand why i mean i guess i do because i'm pretty sure they watch it and they see that and they see like oh she led him on and they just want her to like mm-hmm. fulfill tom's desire right and like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little yeah, weird to me. Yeah, like, wow, well, we didn't, we, yeah, we didn't even watch the same movie. Yeah, they, they missed like the whole point of the film, basically. Yeah, but... that's what I think is kind of interesting. Like, um, I feel like I can kind of tell who you are as a person a little bit by how you read this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so that's what you can do in the future. Is like whenever you meet somebody, just be like, okay, quick pop quiz: Have you seen this film? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, you... Tell me what you think about it. Give me your critical thesis in three sentences. Right, uh, ready first date question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is funny because, well, anyway, I was gonna say, I feel like that's a very Tom thing to do is be like, oh, I'm gonna judge you based off of your like, yeah, your taste you, in movies or whatever or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Well, which is what I think. I mean, I think the part of this film is that like, I think everybody does that. I mean, yeah. you wanna like when you meet somebody who. I mean, even with, I mean, people are like this with friends and not even just like in romantic relationships. It's like when you meet somebody and they fulfill. Yeah. We um, also like video games. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't imagine that. But yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it, it's, it's, you get really excited yeah. and like you well, want. That's how it starts. You it's know, like that superficial stuff, right? You just, yeah, you just don't want to like, you don't want, yeah, you don't want to idealize people and turn them into like just objects. Like you want to look at them as like whole people and not just as like the aspects of what they their personality yeah. or their interests that line up with yours. Yeah, um, I think that's true. I think it's like it's fine at the beginning of like even friendships or relationships or whatever to like, oh, they like this thing too, and I like this thing, and that's really great. We have some common mm-hmm. interests, but like don't assume that common interests are going to be the equivalent of um, a connection like a and something that yeah, like some yeah. kind of like compatibility with like problem solving and conflict resolution and all these other things like i think actually tom's i'm assuming it's his sister um that 
yeah, oh, has, like, and she's uh, like, yeah, and she has that line where she says, just because some cute chick likes the same bizarro crap you do, it doesn't make her your soulmate, Tom. And it's yeah. like, again, all these lines where they just straight up tell you what this movie's about and people don't seem to get it, yes. but I don't know, maybe I'm just yeah, being, like, for... pseudo-pretentious, uh, being like, I understand this movie, <laughs> other people don't, but it is one of my favorite movies for that reason. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good film. Um, I, there, yeah, I guess just to to rehash a little bit of what I was saying that's kind of like on a slightly different topic because I also I was just really impressed with like the artistic qualities of the film like it's a very I mean I, I guess it, it was indie or whatever but like it's a very good looking it's film very pretty. um it makes LA look a lot prettier than it is I will say <laughs> it actually is yeah I know I was watching that and then they were like and I realized they're in LA and I was like that doesn't yeah it's like it's downtown LA but it's like a yeah, lot cleaner exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah, there's just um, like you can tell that a lot of thought went put or yeah, thought was put into it. I mm-hmm. guess maybe that's a dumb thing to say, no, but it's just like it's not your average romantic comedy film, not to typecast <laughs> an entire genre of film. But like it's yeah, you know, I'm I will freely admit I'm not a huge romantic comedy right. fan, just in like the sense that I don't get a lot of fulfillment out of watching ones that don't. Yeah, I think there's, like... Like, have a little bit more of a Exactly. Like, it needs sense. to be a little bit deeper for me, I think. Like, there's, like, a really... There's yeah. a romantic comedy that's, like, really cookie-cutter, and it's, like, okay, I get it. And, like, I'll still watch them, like, totally... Yeah, and I'll totally fall for it, right? But... You'll still watch that Matthew McConaughey yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll still watch P.S. I Love You or whatever. But, like, I do enjoy yeah. it. Uh, like, some of my favorite films just tend to be romance films that have, like, a really, like, deep edge or whatever. But, um... Yeah. Oh, there was something I was going to say about this movie. Oh, fuck. Oh, the romance genre, which I think is really interesting that, like, this is a little off topic, I guess, from the movie itself, but, like, just to talk about, like, the genre of romance and romantic comedy, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we, like, kind of tend to brush it off. It's like, oh, it's a chick flick kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Oh, God, like, everything yeah. that is, I don't know, that women somehow, I don't know, women tend to like romance movies, therefore this mm-hmm. is lowbrow entertainment. Like, I don't know. It feels like, um, yeah, it's just whenever women tend to like things, those things are like just thought of as like, eh, they're really not that great. It's just a yeah, chick flick. Yeah, no, it's, it's extremely like, true. Like uh, even like pop, pop music, Britney Spears kind of stuff, whatever girls seem to like, it's just automatically just like, we can't take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, like look at kind of how, um, I mean, it's especially prevalent in, like, romantic literature, mm. um, like, contemporary romance novels, and especially, like, uh, I mean, it's one of the reasons why YA is, like, not as respected as it should be, I feel like, as a Oh, yeah, like, young genre. adult, yeah. I was like, what is YA? Yeah, because... Totally space Oh, yeah, me. sorry, young yeah. adult. Young, well, like, because they're books that, like, the predominant um, consumers of young adult literature are, like, teenage girls. Right. Um, yeah, teenage girls yeah, get, or, like, the worst of it. It's like... Anything that little teenage girls like, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, I mean, I, I feel like there's more to it than, like, it's sexist. I mean, it is, but I, think there I is feel like there's maybe it. something else going on that I, I'm not able to analyze right at, yeah. the, at this moment. But it's definitely, um, something that's, like, deeply ingrained, I think. Yeah. Like, even for me, and I guess I even just kind of said this not that long ago, is it's just, like, I... There's just that inclination to like a oh it's romance like it's it's trivial right. it's not important like it's not which which is kind of it's which is bad because yeah. 
um like the way that we inter like relationships like that's a key aspect of like how people go about their daily lives and so of course why wouldn't you like if like to me i think of like oh if we had romance stories and things that showed people like how to go about the relationships better like you know ways to critically analyze your relationships like if you put that out for people in like the form of media and stuff like people would be happier and like there's a lot more to it than just oh it's you know this like silly thing that only like you know yeah no i totally agree and that's why i think i like this movie so much is because i think it at least Mm -hmm. attempts to do that whereas a lot of i feel like a lot of romance film really has this like uh it really pushes the romanticism and i think like it's a really appealing idea but like there's nobody out there that's going to complete you first of all they're not going to be able to read your mind and like just know when you're upset and why you're crushing my dream i know (laughs) well i think a lot of people tend to get a little bit like like up about um the soulmate stuff i don't know i guess i was hearing yeah. that once religion goes down in popularity romanticism tends to go up so we need to find something that like gives us hope for feeling complete or whatever but the truth is we're always gonna be <laughs> empty to. sorry guys we're, <laughs> we're always gonna have that hole in our soul and i'm sorry it's just yeah. how it is but yeah nobody's we gonna need to bring back um capital r romanticism yes. <laughs> which is the Life is shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, marry somebody for their money so you can survive. And, um, but no, like, so just, it's funny to me that a lot of these movies are kind of pushing this idea that, like, I think especially two women, we push this idea where it's like, this person's Mm going to come along and they're going to make you feel complete and you're not going to feel bad about yourself ever again because they're going to be there to, like, totally fix all of that. And it's just not mm-hmm. a realistic expectation to put on somebody. And um, I think that's actually what another Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, uh, Don John, is partially about. Um, yeah, I have not seen that film, but I, yeah, he, he didn't he, di- I feel like he directed it. He did, yeah. He, he I believe he wrote, wrote and directed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, and it was with Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like, I think women are especially guilty of this, where we, I think the reason that a lot of women are kind of, man crazy so to speak i don't mean to like that sounds a little insensitive but like you know you i feel like there's a need for a relationship more so where men it's just like oh 99 problems but a bitch and i think there maybe is a little resurgence now of like women like liking being single but traditionally it's seen as like we need a man take care of us Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it's coming from is this idea of like uh, we need to be complete. <laughs> Someone's going to complete yeah, us. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to push back kind of that, you know, past societal expectation. That I think. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to like what extent that kind of perspective is like self perpetuated in terms of like um you know, women. I don't know. I I think of like a lot of like people I know with parents who really harp on them being in relationships which is like that's always really difficult for me i mean for for one because um i don't have that experience yeah thankfully um, i don't really either in the sense that my my parents don't give a shit (laughs) um but (laughs) very good yeah it's which i get that like it's coming out of a sense of caring or whatever and like that it to me it's like oh that makes sense like you care about somebody so you want them to be provided for and you want them to be cared for it's like there are those aspects and then when you get into a oh 
like I think people need to analyze like where they're coming from when they have right. those tendencies. Um, like it's like, probably a, yeah, a good I, intention, but you're yeah, you really gotta figure out what you're really saying there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that it's I think that there's benefit or there, I think it's great to be a person who like wants to get married and be in a relationship or you yeah. know, being in like a monogamous committed relationship. Like that's wonderful. It's also equally wonderful to be the kind of person who doesn't want that. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. It's about like moving away from this yeah, we... mainstream perspective that right. there's only like one way to live. Yeah, I think we always like put <laughs> value on one thing or the other. Either it's like yeah. I'm single and I love it and it's the best, or it's um, I'm in a, you know I need to be in a relationship or whatever. And like yeah. I don't think either yeah. one is inherently better than the other, really ever. Yeah, it's it's not. It's just about like what what's gonna. I mean, I was going to say, it's about what's going to make you happy, but it's also, like, I, don't yeah. know, I was going to bring this up later, but it's also not about, like, it's about what's going to be, f- like, what, right. how you can live your life for exactly. yourself. That's it's like what your lifestyle is really a lot about. Of people... It comes down to it. Like, you're you're going to be yeah. unhappy no matter what. Sorry, it's going to happen. You're going to get upset. But. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people that's being in a relationship, but, like, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't place that. Yeah. You shouldn't place that power on other people because if you. I was gonna. This is my thing later. But like, if you, if you go through your life with I thinking that like, oh, I'm going to, you know, other people are going to emotionally fulfill me. Right. It's it's a very very bad way. To, I mean, it's it's a very surefire way to n- not be happy, basically. Right. But, and I think, um, you know, yeah, I think this idea of like, there's another person who's going to emotionally fulfill me is um, interesting in the sense that um, polyamory. I'm gonna bring this up. I think people have such a strong, like, kickback reaction to it because of this idea of, like, there's that one person who's going to emotionally complete mm-hmm. you, and if polyamory is possible, then that's just not true anymore, which means you're going to have to face up to the fact that there isn't a one answer for your emotional wholeness. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. um, yeah, I mean, like, back whenever I was experimenting with the idea, it was, like, I was trying to explain it to a lot of people, and a lot of people just seemed really upset by the idea like, I feel like monogamy is, like, really, yeah, people really hold on to it. And, like, I don't blame them. And I, mm-hmm. I'm now realizing that monogamy fits me better, I think. But, like, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. how uh, how people push back really hard against the idea of polyamory. And I don't, I mean, I guess I do understand it. I just think it's, like, kind <laughs> of a misplaced, like, uh, holding Not on. logical, strictly Yes, speaking. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, it's all about the lifestyle that you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I guess as far as that, yeah, it's um, it's just something that people react out of a place of, uh, not fear, but that. I think just it is a deeply, fear. I don't know. Oh well, yeah, I don't. There's just like these deeply ingrained societal beliefs that people just like have a gut reaction to without yeah. even really thinking about why it is. And right, because I think you have um, like a mini existential crisis when you kind of first realize that nothing's <laughs> gonna like, you know, you kind of you're you're all you got, so to speak. <laughs> like there's no there's no yeah, religion it's, or it's person of, or anything yeah. that's going to really fix that. You just got to focus on yourself, which is hard because yeah. <laughs> then you have to like actually work at it. But yeah, and I I guess um I'm trying to think of how I was gonna put this. It's I don't know. I guess I've I've always been a little bit of the kind of person that like where I draw my source of happiness is is from interacting with other no, people. I agree, yeah. Um, which is fascinating because I'm a horrible introvert. But um, so it's like the 
the idea of, um, you know, the idea of feeling self-fulfillment and getting that from other people, it's extremely appealing because it places Mm -hmm. the, like, onus of that not on yourself. Like, it removes, it removes your culpability and your responsibility, essentially, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's extraordinarily easy and almost, I think people have kind of a natural inclination toward it to, like, yeah, like if someone else is in a bad mood, I'm definitely more likely to be in a bad mood. And it's like, it's hard to find yeah. that place where you can be happy without uh, being dependent on other people, I guess. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think in a way it's good. I think we are herd animals. I think it's probably good to like be kind to other mm-hmm. people. and You don't want to piss people off and be like, I'm happy anyway. But um, yeah, but, I know yeah, what you're saying though. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, no, I, I think... um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not wording this super well. No, I think I think I know exactly what you mean. Where it's just like you. Yeah, like I think it's important to realize like how easily it is to be influenced by other people in terms of like right. emotions and where you find your own happiness. But at the same time, like I think there's a I think there's a difference. Like, what's the word that I'm looking? Like I think there's a difference between being the kind of person that goes out of your way to make other people happy because you genuinely find that to be self fulfilling, as opposed to oh, I do this because. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm making other people happy, and they're like, because I'll feel guilty. Wanna... Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or well, because yeah. I mean, I know you, I do that. You, you, you do that because you're expecting to get some kind of a reaction from somebody, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and therefore, like, that's going to be the thing that makes you feel better about yourself. Um, which is, which is tough because then when you don't get the reaction that you're looking for, you don't feel happy. Um, and this is completely off topic from the movie. I think but, it relates. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like the uh, the idea of where of you know happiness and it's um I'm trying to remember you sent me oh gosh you sent me a like it wasn't a TED talk but it was like this dude giving a lecture. Oh, um, um, Elaine like, de Botton. He is a philosopher yeah. and I like his stuff a lot. Uh, he talks a lot about romance actually. Um, but yeah, uh, what about him? Oh no, I I was thinking of that while I was watching the f- the film actually because I, I watched the whole thing and I thought it was a super interesting talk and for some reason right now I can't remember what he said at all. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Um... well no, he talks a lot about um, uh, I guess pessimism I guess in relationships and he's kind of talked about what I've already talked about a little bit where it's like we kind of like really hone on to this romanticism idea and like this mm-hmm. you know really in our brains it's really cute that somebody would like totally complete us or whatever but eventually we always reach a point where it's like we're different people and uh, he talks a little bit about that point where we have to choose between honesty and love <laughs> oh yeah i remember yeah. that yeah that was really like where you've been in a relationship long enough and it's always been great it's been great oh you were both into this weird sex thing oh and then all of a sudden someone will say something <laughs> that's right and then you realize <laughs> by the other person's reaction that like oh they're not into that and then you have to choose to like lie stay in love and like say oh that's not something i'm interested in or whatever or be honest and be like no that's that's what i'm into or whatever the subject is you know um yeah exactly (laughs) which is interesting but he talks a lot about that stuff and i'd recommend him to most people because he has um he has some good thoughts like they're not all like scientifically backed he's just a philosopher so it's just kind of like his um best guesses as to why things or how things work but he has uh some really thought-provoking stuff so that yeah <laughs> you should link to i'll try to put that in the liner notes. yeah oh um, also for so we to go back to the movie but um i thought that the, it was really interesting he kept the movie kept making a connection to the graduate which have you seen that 
No. Okay. <laughs> but I kind of mm, no. Okay, I'll just say no. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not make. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's really funny if anyone listening has seen The Graduate. It is really interesting how the movie ties into that because it's really a similar mm-hmm. idea where it's like. <laughs> like that scene where they get they're married and they get into the carriage and then it's all happy for a moment and then there's right, like yeah. well now what you know what I mean um so yeah. that's what the graduate does and I think that's what this movie does as well in a sense yeah and Summer's crying yeah cause Summer gets Tom it Tom is like what the heck this is like the most romantic shit I've ever seen and you're like dude yeah. you're <laughs> cause I think um yeah. they mentioned in the beginning that Tom is a total yeah he had a total misreading of the movie The Graduate and that's why he had like this fucked up romanticism idea in his brain because yeah he'll never true Tom grew up believing he would never truly be happy until he found the one it's really sad how quickly I can quote this movie like word for word but <laughs> yeah and then I guess in the end he sort of I mean well, now that I'm thinking about it this is interesting I don't know I'd be really interested to hear what you think like I think. The end of the movie, I, it was fine for me. Like I read and like can understand why people were a little, like it was a little contentious, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think, um, I liked that by the end of the film, it seemed like he kind of understood, like he came away having like character growth, which I really appreciated. Um, although I guess it felt like maybe that was a little bit on, not necessarily undone by the end of the film, but it did definitely leave off on the idea that like, oh, he had finally gotten over summer and like realized who like what his role was in that relationship and like where he was wrong in his perspectives and such. Yeah. And then by being able to come to that realization, like he was able to meet this other girl and who seemed like was going to be a better fit for him. Or, or, I don't you know. know. I, who, who the heck knows? Uh, you can but, finish your thought, but I have something to say about. Oh Autumn. no! I, <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I think that that's like maybe one way of looking at it. Um, so, I don't know. I didn't have any, like, super deep thoughts on the ending of the film. Yeah, I mean, I think, I thought it was interesting that they kept with the idea of seasons. I think yeah. what they were <laughs> saying like, is that he cute. didn't learn anything at all with that metaphor. Um, because, with, well, if you think about seasons, they're, like, constantly changing. Um, and eventually they fade away. And I'm thinking that's maybe what they're saying is, like, if you keep this mentality, this is going to continuously happen to you. Yeah, it's just like a right, cycle. exactly. So I don't think Autumn was a better fit. Actually, I, I would assume that it keep kept cycling until he figured out that you know you can't bank on this stuff. You can't like expect yeah. that out I of mean, people. It's, it's uh, well, yeah. It's I mean, I guess it's a little uncertain. Which uh, which in in and of itself is maybe yeah. why I can understand when people were saying like maybe it would have been better to just have it end in a situation like i really liked their last like uh tom and summer's last scene together on the park Mm. bench when she was like having like i really liked that um (laughs) that he oh what's the he his reaction to like he like his emotional cycles basically that he went to like his whole thing was like a, oh i'm massively in love and then i'm like dejected and then you know so he went from being like a oh i'm a romanticist and or you know i'm a romantic i guess and but you know and then oh and summer's the one who's like oh no i'm the realist or right whatever. and they so switch he, he had like this yeah and he had like this knee-jerk reaction to be like no you were right like f- you know fuck everything nihilism is the way to go, or whatever <laughs> like his meaning like dude yeah and, and then and i liked that she kind of looked at him and she was like no man that's like not what i was saying and also i came away thinking like oh no maybe you were right it just 
like our relationship just wasn't you know she was in a situation where she was like I had a meet cute and I basically came away like this is essentially my soulmate more or less like she you know in a more realistic sense or whatever yeah and i think that's kind of i thought maybe in like i think probably, oh, oh, yeah ahead. i just think that it's kind of nice because like summer i think summer has this idea of like you know oh it was like meant to be but i don't think she's in this relationship i think she has a healthier outlook of what that oh, means yeah. is the difference no, exactly. and so i think that that's yeah. what tom didn't <laughs> fully realize true. like i think it's he thinks it's yeah, magically gonna fall was... into place and to her, it's like, oh, this worked out really well. And it very easily couldn't have. Like, it was really coincidental that we met mm-hmm. at all. But it worked out pretty well. And who knows? Maybe in that sense, Tom was right. Um, yeah. yeah, it was more like she was able to recognize the opportunity and... Or not, uh, the like, the circumstance. Right. Like, she was able to kind of just, you know, like, appreciate it for what it was, Yeah, basically. exactly. Um, and she wasn't going into it necessarily like with over idealistic expectations right. like she's um, like he was mm-hmm. exactly i think which is why i was it. curious if at the end of the film th- that like it's to me anyway it seemed like he had he had kind of understood mm-hmm. her point a little I bit would better hope so. but then again it's i mean he didn't really say he didn't necessarily say or do anything that made me believe that is the thing I think he maybe yeah, moved he on. Turns around and immediately is yeah. like, oh, this other chick. Like, I think he it. moved on. I just don't think he really self-analyzed himself enough. I think he was just like, either love is real or it's not. If it works out or it doesn't. And it's nothing ha- it has nothing to do with me as a person or what I have these expectations for right. relationships. I think that's, I, don't know, I didn't feel like he learned much, which is why I stick with the autumn probably fell apart too thing. But yeah. <laughs> it did seem optimistic by the end. So maybe I'm wrong, but. Yeah. It is a movie without an actual continuation, so we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll maybe we'll get the five hundred days of that. Five hundred days of autumn. All right. Well, I think we could probably move into the the kernel of truth. Yeah. Um. I'll go first. Okay. Uh. Just because I kind of already touched on yeah mine. A I little feel like we already bit. pretty really touched on our kernels of truth. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Which that usually oh, that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. So it's it's an in conclusion. Um. <laughs> yeah. I really think it's important for people to understand that you can't. Or well, I mean, now I'm being like really prescriptive, but like it's. I feel like you really shouldn't um place your happiness and other people right um and i and i'll qualify that by saying that i say that as a person that massively struggles with that um you know not to like get hashed in i think a lot of people do you know yeah yeah but i mean i that's something that i have like it's my own understanding of like how i deal with people is just that i it's extremely easy for me to get into destructive cycles where i you know like it, like you start seeing your self-worth as only being how you are for other people basically right. um and you know and, and and that's not exactly what the movie was but it's I, I like i'm fascinated by how easy it is because i think it's um because it's hard to to, to in in our society it's really hard to be happy i think mm-hmm. um and it's a lot easier to be happy when you have basically you have somebody else to to you know validate you be like this sucks with yeah that's true yeah and so i think a lot of people who you know are looking for relationships or whatever like in a way you're kind of looking for somebody to like basically help you cope with like how shitty our society is basically um and i don't know it's uh 
and that's a little bit different than what I'm saying. I just, I, like, I just have, like, I've known people and I know that, like, you know, I can be this way that it's just, like, you, you want to find ways to do things for yourself and do things that, you know, like, you can be proud of for yourself. Like, you, you know, to find that sense of self-fulfillment outside of, you know, um, either what you are to other people or what other people, especially, I think, for what other people can provide you. Right. And I guess that's what I saw in the movie a lot in the sense that Summer, basically, for Tom, was just kind of a set of, oh, you represent the same things that I like, um, so therefore you're perfect and, you know, you're going to love me. <laughs> and, uh, and you're the only one like, that can make me happy. <laughs> yeah, and you want to see people as more than just, like, what they can offer you, basically, right. because when you go into relationships thinking, oh, if I do such and such they're going to respond in a way that makes me feel good about myself um people don't do that mm. <laughs> like people people are people like they don't people are never going to react the way that you want them to basically yeah. so it's um once you once you realize that um like you just have to appreciate people for who they are yeah you know? i like that little that's cute. <laughs> um, I think mine's in so. a similar vein. Um, like I pretty much already talked about it, but like, yeah, um, just don't put your shit on other people. <laughs> like, I, I think we all like, <laughs> good, good, good. we all get older and, you know, you start realizing that, you know, this, um, it's hard to describe. There's this thing I think that's in everybody that feels kind of like empty. Like it's, we're looking for a purpose or a meaning or something. And, and a lot of mm -hmm. us are tending to put that on our romantic relationships. And the reality is you can't expect somebody else to complete you or fix that. And um, I think a lot of people, you know, realize after this little infatuation stage that it's not going to fix that anymore. You mm -hmm. get, you know, bored or whatever and then you run away and I would challenge people um I think especially millennials I think millennials have this issue <laughs> where we just kind of like this isn't fun and carefree anymore I'm gonna peace out um so I would I would challenge people to try to look for a deeper connection than that that isn't based on expecting them to fix you or fulfill you or be an idea basically like they're not a Mm -hmm. They're not a pill. They're not just going to like their presence isn't going to make you happy all the time. It's not like you're going to be, um, I don't know, it's, you, those warm little butterfly things are not going to last forever. And psychologically, mm -hmm. whenever those things go away, uh, it, you know, it, it hurts, I guess. I don't know. It feels kind of weird after a while, but like, it, it, I just challenge people to try to imagine these people differently and complexly or if yeah. you can't handle that then try just being single i don't know like it, you just can't expect <laughs> like i mean you truly should focus on yourself and all that stuff if you're really concerned about this yeah. hole in your soul and you're trying to fill it with other people then i would recommend just not being with other people for a while and like trying to figure it out for yourself and like as soon as you realize I'm you can lays down the harsh truth yeah man just sam it's like as soon as you realize that you can focus on yourself and try to figure out how to feel that or like um make yourself happy then your relationships mm -hmm. i think will really thrive from it because you don't you know you're just people who are helping each other out and as you said like bitching about life together and getting through that and it's not like you exactly. rely on each other to like 
fulfill the emotional void. It's like, it's more yeah. just like, hey man, we'll hold hands while we fight the of... existential crises. But um, yeah. yeah, so I just want to, I want to, I want to add a little bit to what you're saying. Um, just because when you, as it was making me think about this, I, I think that there is like significant beauty to be found in how dysfunctional most relationships are. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe that's a super cheesy way of looking at it, but I know for me, it's a process, but I know for me that being able to appreciate things, just appreciate people and appreciate relationships for just what they are on a, on like a basic level um, and to not hold people to expectations. Like for me personally, it's been especially critical in my friendships, I think, um, because like, like you're just going to feel a lot better if you are able to, um, appreciate the time that you can spend with people and yeah for what it is for for what it is and and not um not try to like push things into and force them into being something that's not these big yeah and 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 it's it's weird because i say that in and of itself i think in that you can also find like a very significant connection with people like there's something extremely beautiful to me anyway about just being in a room with somebody and knowing that like you're both just honest with each other and that this isn't like a nobody is reading more into the situation than it and it is and you're just you know you're just in a good like there's yeah. being in a good relationship but a good friendship or a good you know romantic yeah. relationship or whatever um you know i think that there's just like a it's like once you're able to to understand like what you want out of relationships and also understand that people aren't always going to provide that. Um, like it's kind of about being able to find like a good common ground, I think. Yeah. Um, Look at us. And then I could relationship you know, experts. That gets me into like, <laughs> yeah, I, I we'll fix your love life. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I, oh, anyway, I, I think that in, I'll just say this and then I'll shut up. Like in the end, I think it, it, it really comes down to, you know, being communicative and um, yeah, understanding where people are coming absolutely from. and i think of like if well and that's what's interesting about this movie is that i think summer was always extremely communicative about what right, she, she wanted out of very relation- direct out of about relationship it. and <laughs> and tom just like for whatever reason just like that completely blipped over his head and then he started like villainizing her essentially i don't know yeah They're- because she told him what he wanted and all he oh no she told him exactly what she wanted and to him it was like this little love story in his head as opposed to like what was actually happening right in front of him and- yeah he kept thinking that like oh that that's wrong i'll just do what i think i'm supposed to do and she'll just react in the way that i want her to basically right yeah like i think he was <laughs> like telling he, himself he a story you know. which is again where the expectation reality things comes up yeah where it's like <laughs> just, it's a very good sequence of yeah it is very good i liked yeah. how they did it all right i think we tackled romance and fixed everyone's uh love problems <laughs> relationship problems you're welcome you know, we should be <laughs> yeah all right i um, think this has been ponders over popcorn i've been emily you can find me on instagram as mdubs the fab e-m-d-u-b-b-z the fab f-a-b uh or on twitter as emily a ward 94 um yeah i think that's where you can find me mostly (laughs) dora you can find me on twitter constantly i never leave um my username is the dora bot and you can find the our blog slash website slash whatever at um, pondersoverpopcorn.wordpress.com. Yes. Um, um, okay. <laughs> so other than that, I think 
I think that'll that'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Oh, (laughs) wow. Uh, Same hat. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I've been Emily today. I've been Dora. Yep. And we'll catch you guys later. On the flip side. Bye. Bye.